you for joining us at Bangalore Revival Center. We are a church that's dreaming revival with God and serving people in love. It is our desire to equip you to represent Jesus and carry his great joy to the ends of the earth. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit dreamingrevival.com. Now, as you listen to the word, we believe that God will minister to you. Shall we bow head and prayer before we go into the word? Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, God Almighty. Thank you, I am that I am. Thank you, the first and the last. Thank you, our Savior, Jesus. Thank you, our friend, Holy Spirit. We are the moment that thou will come and breathe upon your word. Breathe upon your word. Prepare the heart of your people, Lord. Yes, prepare their hearts. Let your word pierce each one of their hearts that they will go back being elevated by your word. Yes, Lord, none will come and go back the same. Thank you. We bind and cast every voice of darkness. We stand against every distraction. Every face, every thought of familiarity that's going to cause the heart of men not to receive from you, Lord. Thank you, Father, because you will fix their eyes to you. Cause their eyes to be fixed on Jesus. Not a man like me. Because I'm just a vessel. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 So this morning, we're going to be studying about giving, as I said earlier. And the topic of my sermon is your union with the Holy Spirit. You know, it gives birth to overflow. From overflow comes a burden on your shoulder. And that burden is a birth of what? Revival. So this morning, I want, us, I want you to you know, just be patient and journey with me because I'm going to take a little time of yours. But I tell you, before you leave today, uh, you're going to have a great joy. Amen. 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 Okay. Now, just a little introduction of what union is all about. The union, uh, you know, if you check the, uh, the book of Mark, book of Mark, 10 verse 79, he explained to us about what is all about union. You know, it was talking about man leaving his own father and mother and do what? Cleave to his wife and both of them become what? One flesh, right? And in the union, there is an expectation in the family members, the community, when two people come together in agreement said, yes. I love you. I'm going to marry you. They're expecting a child, right? So, that child is the, the anointing, the, 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 the great overflow of the presence of the Holy Spirit that give back to the body because when the Holy Spirit rests on you, it's going to become a body, right? Holy Spirit don't just come for you to have a good time. No, his purpose is to make sure you do the will of the Father. And I tell you, the will of the Father is like a great burden on our shoulders. We want to, you know, we try to shy away from it. We try to stay out of it. Say, no, 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 man, this is too much. But this morning, we're going to look into that. Let's quickly turn our uh, scripture to the second Samuel 6 from 10 to 15. We're going to read. The Bible says, so David decided not to move the ark of the Lord into the city of David. Instead, he 
took it into the house of Obedidom of Gad. So this place, what happened? David, they went and brought the ark of God on their way, going back to the city of David. What happened? The ark slipped. And a man by Uzi, you know, he's tried to put his hand to help the ark not to reach the ground. And God was so angry that he struck him to death. And David was like, no, what do I do? I can't take this ark into the city. You know, it's like you getting married. You know, you provoke your wife. Your wife left for, for some days. Now, you've... You felt, I have to go back and bring my wife. Then you went back and bring your wife. On your way coming back, you went with some people. One thing happened because you went with some wrong people. On their way, perhaps, one of them spoke a word. Your wife doesn't lie. Your wife got angry and killed the person. I'm giving you this. For instance, I'm trying to use a physical imagination, a physical instance. What could happen? Maybe your wife spoke a bad word. That could, cut, that could lead to the death of that person. Now you are saying, okay, if I take my wife to the house, I don't know how the house is going to be. There's going to be so much fire. Okay, let me just find a place and keep my wife. Then you said, okay, dear, can you stay here for a moment? Let me go home and settle. Let me go home and think what next to do. It's like going back and saying, let me go and seek for the face of God. That is what David did. He said, the ark of the Lord remained there in the house of Obedidon for what? Three months. And the Lord blessed Obedidon and his entire household. The house was in the, the ark was in the house of Obedidon. David have left to go and seek for the face of God, to ask God, what do we do next? How do we bring back this, our precious wife, into our home? Why it was in another man's house? Which is Obedido. Obedido began to have what they call relationship, intimacy, affair. Obedido woke up in the morning. This is what I'm thinking that could be the reason why the presence of God could release such a blessing that could attract the people and the whole nation. Obedido perhaps would have gone to the presence of God. He sang, he danced. He celebrated the ark. He said, man, this woman, you are so beautiful. I, this man doesn't know how beautiful you are. I could see that you are so beautiful. See, let me tell you. I know my wife. I know how I could trigger her for her to do something good. If you know your wife, you will know how to bring the good out of her. Obey it all. You know, he went to celebrate the ark. And what happened? The Lord caused his ark. Blessing to overflow. And the them was so blessed. The next verse. And the Bible says that then King David was told. Why King David knew about this? Because something have changed in the house of Obedidom. Something have changed in the house of that man. You kept your wife for a moment of time to go and go to the. You know, if we understand this. Our, our father-in-law understands our wife more than we do, right? This is what I thought. David went back to the father-in-law, which is God Almighty, to ask him, Daddy, you know your daughter so much. You know, I know I've not been faithful to her, but please, can you show me the right way?
to, you know, to deal with her, you know, not to, as in to, to make her feel so comfortable, to bring her joy that will overflow in my life and the life of my people. While he was doing that, obeyed or received the blessing. Why? He know the key. I tell you, this Obedidor was the same person who come from the, the, the lines of, you know, Levite. He's not of the Goliath. He's from the, the, the tribe, the, the lineage of the, of the Levite. He know how to move the presence of God. Why do you think most of the uh, preachers today, before they go on the stage, they want to hear, they want you to come and lead worship. They want you to sing a song. Why? Because that is the only thing that could move the presence of God. Amen. So why David was told, this is what has took place. David said, wow. Is that so? He said, yes. He said, then we're going to go back and take this ark. David thought of it, perhaps, this ark, if I take it back, my entire home will be blessed. Not just my home, but the whole nation. He said, I'm going to take it back. The Bible says, after the men were carrying the ark of the Lord and gone a step, David sacrificed a bull and a fattened calf. Why did David, what do you think that makes David to sacrifice this, you know, give this sacrifice to the presence of God? After six steps, let me tell you the revelation. David went and asked. And the father told him, this is how to provoke the presence. He has to start the worship from the point of where they took the ark. Not to wait until they get to the house. He sacrificed it. He know that the, Lord, the hands of God is with us. He said, yeah, I'm going to do it. I don't care what it takes. He continues sacrificing. Let's go to the next verse, please. The Bible says, And David danced before the Lord with his, with all his mind, wearing a priesthood garment. Now, look, see, there's something I see here. When you come before the Lord on Sunday morning, how do you worship God? How do you give to God? This is about giving. See, when you are giving to God, don't think you're making a God a favor. No, you are making yourself a favor. Because when you give to God, you provoke him to pour back on you. David, he, he saw the ark. Mind you, he was putting a priesthood garment that was made with a great ornament. With some beads, which has to do with, you know, gold. You know, you can call it gold, silver, anything. This is so precious that any other man of God could walk on the stage or come into the church on Sunday morning while the praise is going on. He's much concerned of his suit, how he talks in. I don't want my clothes to flip up. I don't want people to look at me, look at the way I'm dancing. They're going to say, hey, my past is like, it's childish. No, David doesn't care. He don't give a dime. He says, the only place I can give my best because I have known the secret is to give my best in dance. Said, the Bible said, with all his mind. How do you give? You give with all your strength. Pardon me when you see me on Sunday morning dancing or shouting so crazy. I tell you, I'm not shouting for you. I don't want you to see me. I don't care if you're beside me. All I see, I see the Lord on the throne. I see his mercies. I see his love. When you can see these things, I tell you, nothing, nothing could deprive you in giving your best to the Lord. Amen.
I want you to understand that this morning, you're going to carry the heart of radical giving. Daddy has taught us a lot about giving, how to give and how not to give. But this is about giving with all your heart. Now, in this place, David took the ark. He danced. Obedido has this ark in his house. He was so blessed, right? And when David came to take the ark, you know, I believe David would have inquired of Obedido. Man, how did you provoke the presence of God? I know the Lord has told me how it works. But I want to know your own secret. You know, if you understand truly, spiritually, if we see someone who is so blessed, we want to know the secret, right? True or false? Do you know why I try my possible best strive to grow stronger? Because, not because I want to be better than my father in the Lord, but because, see, God has set him as a goal before me. But I don't just want to be who he is exactly. I want to be better. Why? Look at Elijah. He told Elijah, I want a double portion of yours. I'm not doing it to be praised, but to represent the kingdom best. Amen. David asked Obedidon. He said, how do you do it? Obedidon told him, he said, bro, this is how I do it, my king. Can you do it in this way? He said, okay, since you do it in that way, we want to take this ark back. We're going to take you along. How you give to God, how you serve God, will cause the nation to move with you. If the God is doing something in the nation, he's going to take you along. He's not going to let you behind because you were a vessel. You were a vessel. Can you say to yourself, I'm going to be the vessel this morning. Mean it and said, I'm going to be the vessel this morning. So, you see, the Obedido, out of the people that the King David chose to sing and to take the ark back to the city of David, Obedido was among of them. But it doesn't end there. The next verse shows us that Obedido, despite he has all the blessings, but he said one thing to himself. I just don't want to escort this ark. Okay, let me represent the ark with the presence of God. Are we okay with that? Obedido said, I don't want to escort the presence of God to the city of David. Rather, my king, please, while we go there, can I be among of the gatekeeper? Please, can you just allow me? Like, Matt, you know, like, it was it Mary or Martha? Who sat at the foot of Jesus? What, what, what do you think she was doing? Because she wants to have it all. She don't want anything to be left behind. She don't want to be told. She wants to be a witness. She wants to be a part of it. Obey it or say, Lord, my king, please, just make me one of the gatekeepers. What is your heart? Are you crying to the Lord? Father, I want to be a servant. I want to serve you in your house. Even if it costs me to sweep the church or to clean the toilet, do anything, I don't care. But I want to be at your feet. 
obeyed it or went with the ark. He forgot all the money, all the see. Look at this. Obeyed all household was so blessed. Man, most of us, when we walk with the with the Lord, and this is I have seen this several occasions. When we walk with the Lord for an, a period of time, we receive the blessings. The Holy Spirit is telling you, my friend, this is time to pray. Baya, please give me some time. Excuses. The Spirit of the Lord is telling you this is time to go around the city. I want you to minister to someone. You said, ah. Okay, leave all these blessings of yours. Go to the next city. I want to use you there. No, no way. We will all rebel. But this morning, God wants to transform your heart. The Lord is saying to you this morning that you should do what? Learn how to give your best through these words. Obedido left everything that he owns. He followed the ark. He never want to remember about all the blessing in his house. He went with the ark. Do you want the blessing or the blessing giver? Which one do you want? If you could give me one Man, I'm sorry, I love money. <laughs> because it's good for the kingdom of God. Not for, you know, bad purpose. It's good for the kingdom of God. If you give me one million dollar right now, man, you'll be my best friend. Seriously. I won't just walk off with that money. I will go wherever you go. I would want to know the secret. Not how you gave me the money, but how to make that money. So that I could bless others. This is the heart of Obedido. He was not saying, I'm going to stick with the money, the blessings, but let me stay with the presence of God. See, let me show you the next verse. This, I, I assume this is the cry of Obedido at the first place, right? The Bible said in Psalms 84 verse 10, it said, a single day in your court is better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather be a gatekeeper in your house of the Lord. He say, then, then leave the good life in the house of a wicked man. It's better for me to be in the presence of God. Just one day, one day. It was not, see, imagine this. He's not even saying for the whole year. He's just saying one day. How, how, how do you crave? How hungry, how eager are you? To just go before the Lord. David said this word. I didn't put it there. He said, I was so glad when they said to me, let us go. I could put it like this. When they say, let us run into the house of the Lord. How fast do you want to run to meet the Father? The next verse. David took the ark and went home. He was so blessed. But there is something that happened. You took your wife home. You rebelled again. You did something wrong that could provoke her anger. Here, the Bible says, David was crying, create in me a new heart. Take not the Holy Spirit from me. Why David was crying, Lord, create in me a new heart. Prophet Nathan came to David and told him, Thus says the Lord, a man have taken... Just a, 
how do I put it? Okay. David went and took the wife of Uriah. When he knew that the wife of Uriah is pregnant, you know what he did? He connived with some of his general to do what? To make sure he kills him to cover his what? Sin. How do you cover your sins every time? Whenever you rebel against God, how do you fight? Let me tell you, when you begin with lies, you continue and end with lies. It only takes the grace of God for you to come out from the lies. Because the only one who could do that is the one who searches the whole heart. He will send his servant to do what? To bring your shame before you. That you could, you know, see, God knows how to break us. David did this and God sinned. Nathan, he went and told him. David said, man, whoever that have done this, that have took the little food that belongs to the poor. Why he's so rich? Because he took the food to give to his visitor. We're going to deal with that person today. And the prophet said, sir, you are the one. He went on his floor. He went on the floor. He cried. The Bible called David a man after God's own heart. Why? Because he know. He know the system, the characteristics. He know all the, you know, games. I call it games. He know all the, all the systems he need to get back to the, God, to the Lord. He went, he cried to God. He said, please, forgive me. I know I have done so wrong. Create me a new heart and take not the Holy Spirit from me. That's the next verse. Now, David was crying from the first place. Create me a new heart. I don't want to carry the same heart of sin. I want to be a new person. Now, from crying, I don't want to be the same. He went and said, Lord, I know. My father-in-law, I know. I have done so wrong. Please, I know what happened to Saul. If you take the spirit, I witness it. I know how this man suffered in his own time. I know how the evil spirit take over him. Please, do not take it from me. I beg of you, my father-in-law. This one assumed that he went before his father-in-law and said, Please, do not take it. Do not banish me from your presence. And don't take your Holy Spirit from me. The next verse. He said, restore unto me the joy of your salvation. And make me willing to do what? To obey you. Man. See. I love what David did. Most of us, most of the leaders you see in the church. Pastors, apostles, name it. Whatever they, the name is called. When they know the spirit of the Lord has departed from them, they begin to act on it. They begin to act in the place of Holy Spirit. But the David himself, he knew, I don't need to add it out. This is not about act. This is about reality. This is about the kingdom. If I'm a priest, there are people who are looking up to me. I have to break myself before the Lord so that I would not be the same. So that why? God would not. We only do what? Restore the joy of his own salvation, which is Holy Spirit. The leaders of today in the whole wide world, 
You see, even the, the, the leaders, they are not capable. They are, they are incapable to rule the nation. But they come, you know, publicly pretend and tell you, yes, I can do it. They set all their goals. They talk, give people promises. At the end of the term, they don't even fulfill one agenda. David cried to the Lord. He didn't just end there. Now, his cry of restoration has changed. It becomes a burden. Perhaps God has answered his prayer. Now, he is crying, Lord, help me to teach your word to the rebel and then they will turn from you. It now becomes a prayer of revival. He has the overflow. He had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. He has received the multiple blessings. Now, it's not about the blessings again. Because why? There is a burden on my shoulder. I have it all. But what about those who doesn't know you? What about those people who are languishing in their lust? He said, Lord, help me to teach them your ways so that they will turn from you. What is revival? Revival is all about awakening from our sleeps. Quicken. Fire. Let it ignite. When that happened, the whole nation don't need to pray and say, oh, we need the government to do this. Or we need uh, this to stop. No. Who is the lead of the revival? The presence of the Holy Ghost. We have a few days to come. What are we asking for? Revival. The river is the Holy Spirit. That is the, the system and the pattern, the, the, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. If we are really crying of this, let me tell you, I have other sermon I wanted to preach. But the Lord said to me, no, this is what I want. I want my people to catch the heart of revival. Because there is a new thing that is about to happen. Let me tell you, there are people who are interceding for a long time, praying for this revival to take place. Perhaps it's their prayer, their intercession that makes us to see now this, the, 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 you know, the, the signs everywhere. Everyone is craving, Lord, when are you sending the revival? It's just there. It takes only one man to catch the heart of revival. From one place, let me. How did the revival take place in the whole world that we have read and, 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 and heard? Not five people, not 20 people. It started with a one man. One man went on his knees and began to cry to God the needs of the nation, not his own need. David go on to the next verse. He said, Psalm 85, verse 6, he said, Wouldn't you revive us again, Lord? So your people can rejoice in you. When revival comes, what happened? There'll be so much joy. An endless joy. I love the song that says, Joy unspeakable. When the joy comes, you limp like a goat. You see, you know how the mountain quakes. That is how you see the heart of men moves. This is the heart of God for our church. God wants this church to be part of this revival, not to be an spectator. God wants us to, God wants this church to carry the heart. That is why he gave this word. He didn't give it to me so that I, I, I could be the one. I'm going to be the one. But there is someone in our midst here 
that God wants to use to stir up this fire. And I pray you will be the one in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, while David was crying, he goes on in verse, uh, Psalm 80, verse 18, he said, Then we will never abandon you again. Revive us so we can call on your name once more. See, this is one thing I want you to pick here. Lord, revive us so that we will not abandon you again. How many times have you seen the children of Israel strain, you know, strain away from the presence of God and God bringing them back, they go back, they come, they go, they come. What will make you to stay still in the presence of God? It's only revival. Revelation of who he is. If you cut the revival, the Holy Spirit dwells in you because you give all yourself. You said, not me who live, but Christ who lives in me. Then the revival will take place. You will not stray away. Let me tell you, Jesus is our perfect example. When Jesus came to the earth, he could not do anything for a whole 30 years. Do you see anywhere in the scripture that was script that Jesus performed signs and wonder at the age of 18, 20? No. It's after the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Let's read Matthew. Matthew 3. The Bible said, Then Jesus went from Galilee to Jordan River to be baptized by John. What did he do? He left from Galilee to Jordan River to be baptized. Now, this is what happened. Jesus heard there is something happening somewhere. There is this friend of mine, my co-friend, when we were so little. This beautiful lady that we were so little, we hung around together. And then she traveled a faraway country. Now she's back. She's giving a gift to so many people. Jesus like, man. In the beginning of the creation, the Holy Spirit and Christ and the Father, they're all together. But now there was a separation. Why? Because he becomes a man now, lives on earth. But still God. He said, he is there. I know her so much. I believe there is something I'm going to get from her. Let me go. Let me go and get this blessing. Let me ask. We have a few married men here, right? If you're married, man, raise your hand up. I just want to ask a simple question. Okay. Pastor Jojo, okay. See. No, Frank, you are not married. <laughs> See, this is one thing I want to ask you. When you met, when you, the first time you saw your wife, what attracted you to your wife? There is something that caught your attention to your wife. What is that? that caught your attention to the Holy Spirit. What is that that you see in the Holy Spirit that you crave about him? Jesus knew that he cannot fulfill his destiny on earth, the mandate on his life without the help of the Holy Spirit. He knew Holy Spirit was the one who manifests when the Father spoke, which he, Jesus, was the word. Holy Spirit was the one who manifests everything to make it to become reality. He knew if I have him around me, if she's with me, man, it's going to be easy for me to get to the cross and kick the Satan out of my way. The first time I saw my wife, I tell you, this is two things that caught my attention. I love women who are so tall. 
I love tall women. I love women who are huge, not fat, huge. When I saw my wife, I said, wow, this lady is very huge and tall. You know, then she, you, if you see my wife for the, you know, uh, let's say six, five years back, how tall and huge she is. That is what attracted me to her. Now, Jesus, something attracts him to go to the Holy Spirit. He went there. The last verse. The Bible says, but John tried to talk him out of it. And it, John now said, I am the one who needs to be baptized by you. He said, so why are you coming to me? When you got married to your wife, before you even say to your wife, I do. Tell yourself the truth. There are many people who oppose you. There are friends of yours whom you taught. They could be the one to support you to tie this knot. But they are the one telling you she's not good enough. What do you see in her? Who is, who is she? What good do you think that could come out of her? But Jesus said, John, <laughs> man, I know this woman. Don't try to talk me out of this. I need her more than you need her. Amen. Next verse. After the baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heaven were open and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. Perhaps the other scripture said on his shoulder. Jesus went and got baptized. Before even the baptism, the previous verse says, Jesus said to John, this is required from the Lord. This is what we must do. What do you think that is required that you must do to accomplish your purpose on earth? Bible says, go to the world and multiply. Without a woman, will you multiply? No. Jesus got baptized and the Holy Spirit descended on him, which is the wife. Now both of them are become one. That is the union. In the union, after marriage, what do we expect next? After you get married to your husband. No, apart from children, there is something as soon as you finish your marriage. See, the Lord was, the Lord was teaching me this scripture, how to preach this message from my own encounter with my wife and my children. I see the reality of the relationship of Holy Spirit to the Father and to the children, which is our own offsprings. Now, after the marriage, the next thing is what? Honeymoon. There you want to go and relax, you know, have your personal time with your wife. You've got to know your wife better, right? Let's read the next verse. Look at this. The Bible said, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into what? Wilderness. To be what? By who? Was it God who sent him there? Was it devil who brought him there? He was led by the Spirit, by his own wife. See, let me tell you. Most of marriages you see that have been broken today, the results start from the day they go for their honeymoon. Because you begin to see new characters in your wife. You begin to see things that you don't understand, you don't like. If you are not a patient man, you will give up. You begin to, you begin to file for divorce. But here, look at what happened to Jesus. He's supposed to be on a honeymoon. The next scripture, he said, for 
40 days and 40 nights. He fasted and he became hungry. They went for honeymoon. What do you do when you went for prayer and fasting? You were having a relationship, an interaction with the Father through will, through Holy Spirit. While Jesus was doing this, he was so hungry physically. But the devil came and tempted him. Jesus did not give up. He did not give in to the, you know, to the threat or to the plans of the enemy. What do you think enemy always want from us? When God created the first man in the Garden of Eden, he gave them an assignment. He said, these two fruit, one, you must not eat. But why do they eat it? Because there was a Satan who came and whispered to them, Jesus knew who devil is. If you know the system of the devil, the enemy, how he tried to pull us, you will know how to do it how to deal with it, how to come out from it. What the devil wants is to take away that wife we have, which is Holy Spirit. He said, turn this bread, turn this stone into bread. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, by but every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. He goes and he shows him the kingdom, everything he said. Bow to me, I will give you the kingdom, it's mine. Jesus knew, yes, you took it from man. But I have come with a purpose to take it from you. He knew his assignment. He knew his purpose. Do you know your assignment? Do you know why you are here? The Lord brought you on the earth to transform life. To impart something great in the life of others before you depart from this earth. What legacy, what signature do you want to leave behind? Jesus knew his, his goal and he stick to it. He said, put this aside. But let me show you after their honeymoon, what comes out of it. Because in honeymoon, there has to be an intimacy, right? That give us something. And the Bible says, then Jesus returned to Galilee. Filled with what? Holy Spirit power. He said, the reports about him spread quickly. Through what? Whole region. Isn't this amazing? You have an intimacy. You become pregnant. You give birth. When you are coming out from your wilderness, may you are coming out with great power. Men sees you, they say, he is not the same person I knew. I knew this guy sometime back. I know him so much. We used to eat together, but he's not the same anymore. There is something that has changed about him. What is that? The power of the Holy Ghost. You have given back something different from your intimacy with the Holy Spirit. I pray you will crave to have an intimacy with the Holy Spirit. That you give a great birth. Amen. The next verse, please. The Bible says, the Spirit of the Lord. This is Jesus. You know, he went to the synagogue. After he has been filled with the Holy Spirit, he walked into the synagogue. He's now telling them, look, I have received so much. There is something on my shoulder. It's not about me. It's not about me having the anointing, healing, casting out demon, raising the dead. But there is something about, on my shoulder. That thing is hunger for revival. It's the hunger to bring you back to the Father. Because you guys have strayed away so much. He says in the book of Luke 4 verse 18. 
He said this word. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to bring good news. To do what? To the poor. And he has sent me to proclaim the captive will be released. That the blind will see. And the oppressed will be set free. This is the purpose. This is all God plans. Man, man lose the glory at the first place. And Jesus came for one purpose. To revive man. To See, Apostle Paul, you know, talks about this. Also, he said, I think that is in Corinthians. He said that you are not to focus on this, you know, uh, what they call it, milk. You, shouldn't crave, you should crave for solid food. I want you to have the solid food, not, not all these things you are just, you know, moving around, petting yourself, wasting all the whole time. I want you to have something great, which is the Holy Spirit. When it rests upon you, gives you a burden that will bring you a revival. If you have revival, man, you don't need anyone to come and teach you from letter A to B anymore. You'll be the one teaching others because you have had the revelation. You have encountered him. Amen. That is a burden on Jesus' shoulder to set the captives free. The Bible went on says, you know, if you look at this, it said in Exodus, this is the same burden on who? Moses' shoulder. See, when God wants to do something, you need to understand this. When God wants to do something, he put a burden on someone's heart. See, I, I don't know if this happened to you. It happened to me often. When God wants someone... To have something perhaps the person i've been praying for a particular thing wherever i am i hear the word first it comes as a dream i will see it in a vision or dream then wherever i go he press in my spirit remember that man remember that woman i tell you he need help go to her go to him until i do with the voice will never cease that is the same thing God did to Moses. The scripture led us to understand in Exodus 2, 11 to 13, it said, Moses, it said many years later, when Moses had good up, he said he went out to visit his own people and the Hebrews. And he saw how hard they were forced to work. During his visit, he saw an Egyptian beating one of his fellow Jewish Hebrews. Now, here, what happened? Moses left everything he has in the palace. He's no more comfortable in the palace. He's no more enjoying the wine. He's no more enjoying the entertaining. There's a lot of entertainment. If you know the, the Egyptians, you know how they, how they enjoy. Moses was not enjoying it anymore. He left the palace. He went out to see his people. What is the burden on his shoulder? To see his people free. And when Moses saw this Egyptian beating one of his brothers, what did he do? The next verse. He said, after he looked in all directions to make sure no one was watching, Moses killed the Egyptians and hid the body in a sand. This is the mindset of God. God was just showing you a picture of what he wanted to do. He wants to set his people free. Moses is now saying, why would these guys be forcing my own people to suffer? Why would they give them a hard labor? And on that, 
He's beating him. Moses has to do the mind of God. Kill the guy, buried him. Do you know how long God wanted to kill the enemy and bury him? With your prayer. With your encounter with the Holy Spirit. This is something God has been pressing our heart. Why are we praying for revival every day in the church? Every morning we come, we do a revival prayer for one place, one city, one, one nation. One pink code. It's not about the pink code or the, the places. It's all about the whole world. That is the aim and the purpose. A revival that will come and stay. Not a revival that will come and stay and die. This is the mind of God for you. Amen. He said the next day, Moses was not satisfied just for that one day. The next day, he went again. Do you know how long the father has been waiting for you to make this move holy spirit have been walking around you just waiting for you to turn your ear to turn your eyes and say yes i know you are here he crave it comes to you because he want to make use of you moses went back he even saw his brothers fighting he was disappointed do you love what is happening around us today? How the nation, the whole world is going, you know, bizarre. You see so many diseases. You see so many issues. Terrorists are going everywhere, killing people. Missionaries are being missing every day. Children are being kidnapped. Child labor forcefully. A lot of things is happening. What is that burden the Spirit of God is putting on you? That you are denying, that you are, you are not even giving ear to. This morning, God wants you to pay attention. Walk with him, that you become the part of this move. Amen. Amen. Now, Jesus, I've been filled with the Holy Spirit. Everyone see how mighty he has become. He didn't end there. You know what happened next? I'm sorry about the time, but just be with me for a while. It says, the Bible says, but Jesus often withdrew from wheat, from the crowd, from his disciples into the wilderness to have what? What is he praying for? Okay, we say he's, he's God. He's God on earth. He has Holy Spirit. Why, why do you think he went to pray? More empowerment. Great. For his people. Okay, this, that, that's a good contribution. But here, what the Lord was telling me, Jesus withdrew from the people. He took his wife and said, my wife, please come. We have a purpose. There is something the Father have assigned to me. I need to accomplish them. Please come. Let's leave these guys. Our mission is not just to give them the word, but also to lead them to the Father. He drew him, drew her, and they went aside to have side-to-side -side talk. Telling Holy Spirit, this is the plan. How can you help me? What interaction do you have with your wife in the night? See, every plan, every plan in every home, I could use mine as an example, happen on the bed. You talk it out. The next plan, what is our next go what do we want our children to be how do we want to train them what do we want people to see about our children what do we want people to say about our kids 
This is what we do. We sit on the bed, we talk. The same thing Jesus did. How often do you stay away from the crowd, from the noise, and just went in quiet place to have personal interaction with your wife? Let me tell you, Holy Spirit behaves like a woman. When you don't give her attention, she becomes so angry. See, I tell you the truth. When you don't give the Holy Spirit, see, it has happened to me several occasions. I'm speaking from my own encounter, experience. If I don't give him the time he need, he will leave me. I'll be the one praying, please come back. Yes. Most of the time I pray for hours. I don't feel anything. Why? Because his presence is not there. Until I feel his presence, then I'm satisfied. How do you feel when your wife left you in anger because of how you mistreat her? If you mistreat your wife, she will leave. If you really love her, you will crave to have her back. But if you don't love her, you let her go, right? Uh, I'm sorry, I've never even had a word than to make my wife angry. But I know if you grieve the spirit, man, you have to fight. You have to sweat like this to get him back. Jesus knew all it takes to accomplish the purpose. He took his wife and they went. Now, Jesus took Holy Spirit and they have a communion. Not just that, I didn't put this verse here. For Jesus to get to the cross and accomplish, if you remember, in book of Mark, Jesus prayed three times. He prayed the first prayer. He said, Lord, if it's possible, uh, if it's possible, let this cup, you know, be taken away from me. Do you know who was pushing him to say, let your will be done? It was Holy Spirit. When you are with your wife, things are going so difficult, and a wife that is a strong neck to you, what does she do to you? She pushes you. She says, there, I love you. I know you are strong. I know you are capable. You can do this. You can go through it. She will push you until you get to the top. There's a word that I always said, in every successful man, there is a woman behind. Not just a woman. Not just a woman. But that precious one, who is Holy Spirit. Jesus went to the cross with the help of the Holy Spirit. Even Jesus knew that he has given birth to children, people that need to bring this revival from his own people. He said, man, look at me, guys. I'm the word, you know me. You have stayed with me. I'm going to leave you. But you must understand this. Do not leave this place until the Father gives you the gift. That is what the book of Romans says. Once he was eaten with them, he commanded them, he said, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As, as he has told before, the Father is always the will of the Father to send the Holy Spirit to us. But what must we do? The same thing Jesus, see, we need to understand something. Paul said this word, imitate me as I imitate Christ. 
now there is something jesus did that we have to imitate the beginning jesus left galilee and went to jordan river to be baptized here he told the disciples you have to wait do you see these two words tangling wait here if you have to do something is to obey wait the father is going to send the spirit to you but what did they do he said john baptized with water but in just a few days you will be baptized with what holy spirit you'll be baptized with the holy spirit next verse he said on one day on the day of the pentecost all the believers were meeting together in one place this scripture opened my mind most of people will go asking for revival i don't know if you have prayed the prayer one two weeks it doesn't get answered what do you get you get provoked you become so you know rebelling i've seen people ask god question are you still there are you sure you are god how could he allow this to happen to me i've been praying praying this same thing just took place i said i don't want this and this thing happened to me the scriptures say to us they were meeting not they met not they meet they were meeting that means constantly they were coming together the believers meeting together for one purpose because they crave for the holy spirit next verse it says suddenly somebody says suddenly i love this word suddenly you know why i love it the holy spirit does not tell you when it's coming the father doesn't tell you when he's going to release it even jesus said when the father will come no one know it he said it's only him that knows even me i don't know so the bible says suddenly there was a sound from the heaven like the rowing of a mighty windstorm and it filled the house where they were sitting he didn't say that it filled the whole nation he filled where the house where they were sitting in a particular place in a particular place where there are people who are craving longing for the spirit to rest upon them right how do you crave that's the question before how much do you crave to have the spirit of god to work with him he will not release it to your friend who is in this house he will start from you first he rests upon them the next verse he said then what looks like a like flame or a tongue of fire appeared and settled on each of them now the symbol most of the, see i want to clear this holy spirit is not sound is not fire is not water that is the system of his manifestation he's god himself holy spirit is god himself is not just another entity another face of person no bible say there is god one trinity in one right holy spirit is not separated from the father and the son he is one he's god himself so the god himself appear in the midst of his people he rests on them now they could not see truly he is here he said and everyone 
present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in another language. As the Holy Spirit gave them the ability. See, I didn't put the other verses because there is, I don't have enough time to cover all this. If you read the other verses, it tells you about how people in the surrounding community that came from different nations that lives in Jerusalem, they had these guys speaking their own native languages. And they were so shocked. How could this be possible? The Bible says, as the Holy Spirit give them what? The ability. As Holy Spirit give them what? The utterances. They spoke in a different language which they have not learned from anywhere. The, the mystery of how the, the presence of God manifests is something that we cannot really explain. What is the goal? What is our hunger? Lord, let it happen. That is our main goal. And the Bible says, as the Spirit rests upon them, it said, Peter, word, pierced their heart. Peter stood up and began to preach because he has been filled with the Holy Spirit. He began to preach about this same gift. He said, man, this is it. As Peter preached, everyone present, the word of Peter through the power of the Holy Spirit pierced their heart. And they did what? Next verse. They asked, brother, how do we do it? And the Bible led us to understand that at least men were counting those days, not women. He said 3,000 souls was added. When Peter told them, look, you have to repent from your sin. You have to be repent and give your life to Christ. By doing so, you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Bible let us to know that each of them, they give their life to Christ. That is the revival. If this church could cut the heart of revival today, I tell you, it takes nothing. This hall, even if this whole building was given to us, it wouldn't be enough. Because count 3,000 to add in the church just one day. Do you know what it is? How many are we here? If you multiply the number to get 3,000, man, the whole building and outside will be congested. That is what the reviver does. It brings so people running to experience this new thing that is happening. There is something different that is happening in that church. We want to be part of it. We want to tap to it. When revival takes place in different nations, if you read the story, you see people running from countries to do what just to... I want to be part of it. I want to catch the anointing. This is God's heart. And I pray that will be your hunger. That as soon as this revival meeting is going to take place from today, you have already cut the spiritual revival. Whatever that's going to be preached and be released by the power of the Holy Ghost will be so easy for you to walk along with. I'll leave you with these two last verses. The book of Proverbs 24, 3 verse 4, it said, A house is built by the wisdom and becomes strong through what? Good sense. Who is the wisdom? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the wisdom of God. If you have Holy Spirit, let me tell you, the foundation will be so strong because he will enable you, will help you to stand firm. Through what? Good sense. Because he will be the one to even give you those good sense. You don't need to look for it. He said, true knowledge, its room are filled with all, with all sort of precious riches and valuable items. When you have Holy Spirit, when Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit, what do you see? 
people recognize there is something different about this man when you have the gift of the holy spirit in you people see there is something have changed about you people don't longer understand you see i tell you this many people misunderstood me you know why because they don't know there is a shift in my life there is something different about me not the same person you know before there is something that i have come to understand why i act the way i act why do i do the things i do when you have the spirit of god people will look at you and they'll be so surprised what has happened to him why is he talking in this manner because there is something that you have given birth to there is something that is that is inside of you that is making you to do what you do he said don't turn your back on wisdom do not turn your back from the holy spirit do not turn your back on holy spirit he said for she will do what she will protect you he said love her and she will guide you if you know what the 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 how the the spirit works holy spirit is our guide is our protector right is our advocate is our friend companion when you love her what will she do she will protect you she will guide you amen the last verse he said getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do and without he said what else you do develop good what judgment to craving for holy spirit that is what the sermon is all about when you crave you are you are you are giving your best you don't want to keep anything behind you want to give all when you crave for holy spirit what will you do that is the best thing you would have done to yourself you give all your best to him the next verse which is the last it say if you prize wisdom she will make you great embrace her and she will honor you do you want to be honored do you want to be honored crave for it long for it go for it don't just crave but go for it as jesus made a step shall we be on our feet let us close our eyes and thank him for all he has done for us just say lord thank you for this word thank you for piercing my heart with your word help me to be this vessel help me to crave for the holy spirit help me to go for it remove every spirit of stubbornness in me every spirit of adamant in my life let it be taken away that i will catch the spirit of revival that i will be that vessel that you're going to use to revive your nation to revive your church to revive my community to revive my home yes lord jesus Thank you, that Spirit of God, for all you have done. We bless your name. Thank you, thank you. For we can't thank you enough. Continue to abide with us. To continue to straight up the hunger in us. That we might do the will of the Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for tuning in. We believe that you are blessed by the word. We would love for you to be our guest on any of the weekends on a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. or a Sunday morning service at 11 a.m. For more information, please visit our website dreamingrevival.com.